Welcome to the Not Old Better Show, the show covering all things health, wellness, culture, and more. The show for all of us who aren't old, we're better. Each week, we'll interview superstars, experts, and ordinary people doing extraordinary things, all related to this wonderful experience of getting better, not older. Now, here's your host, the award-winning Paul Vogelzang. Welcome back to the Not Old Better Show, the show dedicated to bringing you the best insights and advice for our audience of aging adults and their families. I'm Paul Vogelzang. And we're coming to you just outside of Washington, D.C. Whether you're a longtime listener or just joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. As part of our Backstory Family History interview series, we have an excellent interview today with Katrina Madsen from Find a Grave, the world's largest gravesite collection. Today, we delve deep into the world of genealogy, a field that bridges the gap between our past, present, and future Our journey into understanding our roots and lineage can be incredibly powerful. We've talked about this before in the Not Old Better show. You all are particularly interested in this subject. It's powerful. And there is no better platform that encapsulates this essence than Find a Grave. We are extremely privileged to have with us Katrina Madsen, the community manager at Ancestry.com for Find a Grave. Katrina Madsen stands at the crossroads where technology meets history and she is here to share with us some invaluable insights it's just amazing work today we'll unravel the origins and mission of find a grave we're going to learn about its recent transformations in memorial management and we are going to garner some expert tips on searching for your ancestors and relatives whether you've tapped into your family tree or are just starting on this ancestral journey. Today's episode promises a blend of knowledge, innovation, and inspiration. So stay tuned and let's embark on this remarkable exploration together. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show, Katrina Madsen. Katrina Madsen, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You know, it's nice to talk to you too. I uh, I have to tell you, I'm I'm a real fan of your work. Find a grave. Um, been using it for a while. I've used it uh, with some, um, you know, family friends. I've used it with uh, in, in kind of my role with uh, the the Boy Scouts. We we did a couple of really neat find a grave um, merit badges and Eagle Scout projects, and so I've had yeah. I've had a fair bit of experience with this, and I and I I think it's wonderful. So it's it's just a pleasure to talk to you, and I, and I want to. I want to have a, a kind of a broad ranging conversation because I know our audience is going to certainly be, you know, very familiar with um, the aspects of genealogy that we talk about. Um, I've talked to your colleagues uh, about kind of this interesting blend of genealogy and technology that's that's shaping, yeah. you know, kind of the genealogy world. But Find a Grave might be new to some in our audience, um, although certainly it's been a part of our program for a while. But I want to get into some of the roots of Find a Grave, to coin a phrase there. and Sure. Yeah, and talk a little bit about the origins, because I, I think that's a great story, you know, the, the mission yeah. that is Find a Grave, you know, how you started, what are the driving factors behind, you know, some of this initial work that you've done, and, and, and maybe just give us a brief history of Find a Grave and, and kind of your role there. I think that'll be helpful. It's a big, it's a big question, big ask, so just have at it. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Yeah, well, Find a Grave was started in 1995 by a friend of mine. His name is Jim Tipton. 
Uh, he had a hobby of going around and finding famous graves and photographing them. And he didn't find a website that catered to that hobby. So he decided to create one of his own. And not only did it record these and document these headstones, um, but it also built memorials for those people. And so at the beginning, he would get photos through the mail and he would scan them and put them in and add a memorial to the site. Um, but soon there was many people who were interested in the site as well and they wanted to be able to join. So he opened up membership and he also added sections for non-famous memorials. So now anyone could be added to find a grave. I mean, and this is, this is nearly 30 years ago. So it's, it's a very long time ago in, as far as the internet is concerned. Um, his vision was for people to use the site as if they were walking through a cemetery virtually. So they would go from headstone to headstone, from memorial to memorial, find out more about people, maybe leave a virtual flower. And that was his vision to find, document, and record these grave sites. And all of that still exists today. Um, as far as its evolution, it's really been around, I think, updating and improving the site, the growth of the community, uh, the wealth of the information and the rich content it provides. And as far as my role, uh, I started answering email and doing some support uh, for him in about, I think it was about 2005. Wow. Um, and my, yeah, my role has evolved since. So I've, I went into more administrative functions and, you know, became more of a curator of the site. And then over time, um, became more of like heading up member services and our customer support for our community. Uh, Ancestry acquired Find a Grave in 2013, and I came along and trained a new support team. And now I'm the senior manager of the site. I work on lots of different projects. Um, most of them have to do with our community, um, our member services department, and also the product and improving it for our members. Katrina Madsen, I wonder if you tell us some of the interesting observations about find a grave in terms of grave sites and inscriptions, perhaps even poetry or artwork that, that you've seen that might create a little yeah. bit of a buzz with our audience. Cause I think that's kind of a fun sure. thing sometimes. Yeah. There's so much beauty and art and mm -hmm. history in cemeteries. Mm -hmm. I mean, some headstones are just gorgeous works of art themselves and sculptures even. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've seen, poetry, loving tributes, uh, you find peace in cemeteries, even a nature preserve. Mm -hmm. I've seen cemeteries that are arboretums, and they're obviously a great place for bird watching, right? Uh, but some of the clever inscriptions can give you a little bit of a smile sometimes, like, for instance, uh, a parking meter with empty on the time. For example, <laughs> or uh, the yeah, the author Edward Polly. His says no comment. Uh, the actress Joan Hackett, she says, "Go away, I'm asleep." Uh, um, and Merv Griffin, of course, I will not be right back after this message. <laughs> <laughs> and then just just a, a regular dentist, you know, I'm filling my last cavity. <laughs> and 
I know, I know, it's terrible. And then his, his, (laughs) and then his wife adding me too to the stone when she passed. Anyway, people are just interesting and clever and fun and not, I mean, there's always the the beautiful poetry and the wonderful things that you see, but there's always a a little bit of fun in there too. Um, So I just loved to go through all, all of those and been able to, to see them on the site. It's always nice to see people's wit and wisdom and, and that they're treating Absolutely. this. Yeah, it's, it's not an end necessarily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's such a wonderful resource. As, as I say, I'm a fan and I'm also a fan. I, I, a big hobby of mine is genealogy. And I know that's the case for so many in our, our audience. I hear this all the time. Genealogy yeah. is something people love, and um, Find a Grave really has contributed. You talk about the memorials, kind of leaving a flower, offering a photograph, and all those things are yeah. just great genealogy resources and so supportive of the genealogy community. I wonder if you just have a couple success stories that that you could share with us just to keep us motivated on our oh. genealogy path. <laughs> some, oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, we can, we can totally hop the success stories. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, so one of my, one of my favorite stories about find a grave just actually happened recently. Um, so my aunt, Anne, she was a person who in the 1960s and seventies would go on road trips. And when she saw a cemetery, she would stop And she would take photographs of interesting headstones that she saw. I mean, little did she know, you know, what was coming in the future. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, recently she said to me, oh, I know you work on Find a Grave. You know, I have all these albums and she's a very meticulous and organized person. So they are completely organized by cemetery. And, you know, she had the photographs developed, of course. Um, she said, you know, I have these albums and I'm wondering if you could use them. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. Treasure trove of information <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, wow. um, so I started going through them. And one photo in particular, I mean, there were many that this occurred on, but one in particular stood out to me. And it was because of a man named Edwin Turner. He was a young man and He died in 1865, and he was only 25 years old, and he actually died in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, But his stone uh, was just such a beautiful stone with a wonderful inscription on it, which I'll tell you about in just a little bit. Uh, So I came to the site to search for the memorial on Find a Grave just to see if it had already been added. And it had, however, the headstone itself has completely deteriorated away. Mm-hmm. So all of the inscription, all of the writing that was on the headstone is gone, like completely gone. And I have this time capsule of a mm. photograph wow. that shows the entire inscription and tells the story a little bit. Well, it got me intrigued to find out the story more yeah. about this uh, young man. I'll bet. So, yeah, it turns out that I was so intrigued, I went to newspapers.com and started researching, of course, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to see if I could find out more about his death. And it turns out that he was in an argument um, with a fellow traveler of his. He came to Salt Lake with his father to trade and do some freighting and things. They had left Boise and traveled to Salt Lake City. Um, But there's an article there about his death. And talks about how he and another traveler got in an argument 
and then how a knife was drawn and he was stabbed and killed. Hmm. So on the inscription itself, it says, my darling boy, I little thought that when I last saw thy manly form and fondly kissed thy noble brow, that death would dash thy life away, mother. And that to me being, I mean, being a mom myself, it just, hit me right to the bone. So oh, yeah. I, Gosh. I looked at the, the rest of the photos. I immediately uploaded the photo, yeah. <laughs> you know, and credited my aunt for that. Um, but I looked at the rest of the photos and I have one in 2009 contributed by a member where the, fo- the stone is completely deteriorated. And then there's another one in 2021 and the stone is completely gone and has been replaced by a flat stone, you know, just like a metal one that has basic information, names and dates, but no inscription at all. And so I just think about the preservation of the records that we have now. And I love that I was able to, well, my aunt was (laughs) able to help me with this time capsule and be able to, to see what was on that inscription, because otherwise we wouldn't have had that. Their family members won't have that. So I just am so grateful for that. And that's what our community is doing is recording and finding recording and documenting these headstones and preserving them for perpetuity, you know, for the future generations. So that to me is the heart of Find a Grave and just how important it is. What a lovely story that and a powerful story. What a great companion Yeah, that you found the additional information on newspapers.com. That's so nice that yeah. you were able to use one to kind of supplement your work on the other and really get some, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we don't necessarily think about that, that, uh, you know, if we've got some basics, where do we go next? And so that's a, right. That was a great idea on your part to, to pursue that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, take us headstones. Go ahead. No, no, you go, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to talk a little bit about headstones and yeah, how yeah. Uh, they they can contain so much information. I mean, obviously, the names, the dates, those are usually on the headstones, but they can also include birth and death locations, names of family members, symbols or icons that have to do with that person, like their beliefs or their hobbies, um, other clues to like religion or military service or fraternal organizations. And I feel like the list just goes on and on because there's so many symbols and um, icons that are put on headstones that have to do with the actual person. Uh, But one of my favorite things is that inscription part. So those are often that last tribute to the person. And it can even be a clue to their personal relationships as those family members that were living often decide what to place on the stone. So I just, I think it's so beautiful that you can see that and you can, it's almost like going back in time and being able to be at that headstone, imagine what it was like for the people living at that time who were there in the same place that you're standing, right? At the funeral. And you feel a real personal connection Mm -hmm. to your ancestors through that, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, those are my thoughts on headstones a little bit. Yeah, I, I, you know, as you were talking, it prompted me to recall my father passed away 
about four years ago now. And uh, as I was in the process of, you know, kind of gathering material and particularly the headstone, um, yeah. my, fa- my father was in the Air Force and I, I knew that the um, Department of Defense had a had a, a headstone and monument marker program. I reached out to them mm-hmm. and they sent me a form back. And on the form were several of these icons that you're referring to. And one was um, interesting for, for probably many in our audience. And one was an icon of the angel Moroni. And my father is a member of yeah. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I elected to have that little it, it's small, but it's just this very right. tiny little icon that's commemorative and that those passing by would know it immediately. It's so innocuous that yeah. if you, you didn't know it, you wouldn't know necessarily. Right. But it was a yeah, nice... but it represents, yeah, his belief. Yeah, great. absolutely. And I just thought it was fascinating that the Department of Defense had that icon available for me to pick from, as yeah. along with a lot of others, you know, um, Formal Christian crosses, Stars of David, all of it, you know, many other things t- mm-hmm. could be selected. But I thought that was really a nice thing. And as you were talking, I recall that, you know, that icon was there for me and it was a nice touch. I, I, I felt very connected and, and I know my father would feel that connection, too. I just think all of sure. this memorial management that goes on within Find a Grave is is fascinating. Maybe could you tell us a few of the recent updates that that you've put in place that really have kind of driven some of this work and and what's motivated these updates? Yeah. It's really fascinating. Yeah, you bet. Mm-hmm. You bet. So recently, over the past year, we extended our transfer guidelines. So basically, we have some mandatory transfer guidelines where. If you're, if you're of a certain relationship and somebody else is managing the memorial, then you can request a transfer and you'll receive management of the memorial. They'll transfer it to you. Um, so we extended those transfer guidelines even further uh, just to the feedback. You know, I mean, I think that the best place for these memorials to, to be is with family. Mm-hmm. I think everyone feels that way. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that that was the case. Um, we also updated a process on the site for people who recently pass away. So this was based on feedback and sensitivity to the living family members as well. And basically what happens is when a memorial is added for a person who has recently passed away, it is it shows with limited information for three months. Hmm. And during that three month period, like you'll only see name and dates and a burial location. And during that three month period, a family member can come and say, I'm related to this memorial. That's my family member. And then they can create a new memorial from that basic information. And then they can go on and add photos and do whatever they would like as they're the manager from, of the memorial from that point forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, We also have an option for uh, family members for up to a year after a person, a a recently deceased person dies, um, up to a year, they can come and automatically have the memorial transferred to them if they're a family member. So there's just a button that says, are you related? And you Mm -hmm. choose your relationship and Mm -hmm. then you're able to have that memorial transferred to you. Just that simple. So it's a simple way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just simple, simple mm-hmm. way for a close relatives to manage uh, memorials for their family members. Uh, we 
we wanted to update this process due to the sensitivity that that it, the sensitive nature that it is mm -hmm. when someone passes away, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a grieving process, people are mourning, and we wanted to make sure to be respectful of that time frame um, and make sure that family members have the opportunity to manage the memorials for their family members on the site. Amazing work. We are, of course, with Katrina Madsen. Katrina Madsen is the Senior Community Manager at Find a Grave, now part of Ancestry.com, very connected to Newspapers.com. Lots of interesting work that, that you do, Katrina Madsen, and it is such an enjoyable conversation. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about some of the I know you travel. I, I know you, you do a lot of professional travel, a lot of work on behalf of Find a Grave. What kind of collaboration goes on between Find a Grave and other institutions or other platforms that that are enhancing huh. this memorial management work as well as the, you know, I would imagine you're interested in even getting photos. You talked about your aunt's photographs. Do you, do you get a yeah. kind of a supply of photos regularly that come into you? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, most of our photos are added by our members. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the community is the beauty of Find a Grave. Um, that is what has grown from its inception and members all over the world are going to cemeteries and photographing headstones and documenting and adding the GPS for that headstone. Mm. So it'll be there for the future generations. Um, and these photos on find a grave are sent to an index that we have at ancestry. And that's been one of the highest accepted hints for years. So people love to be able to connect that to their tree. Hmm. And we also have a relationship with Family Search, and they send out memorial links to family members on their site, um, showing the headstone and showing where, where the braille is. And so that, that's pretty much what we have as far as collaboration right now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we have a lot of ideas for the future. Mm -hmm. So Good. we'll see what, what we end up doing. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have you back, and we'll talk about all those uh, absolutely things as they come about. <laughs> absolutely, that'll that'll be great. So let's talk about the community specifically. Then maybe tell us some of the best practices for searching find a grave. How do we go about doing that? And maybe give us a few tips that um, that our listeners, regardless yeah. of whether beginner to advanced, can kind of put in place. Yeah, you bet. So on find a grave. If you go to the homepage, there's a memorial search right there. So you'll be able to search all over 226 million memorials from that memorial search on the homepage. And there's so many options um, to search. But if you were, for instance, like a beginner who was coming to the site, mm -hmm. you might want to kind of broaden your search a little bit. Maybe use a partial name or use our drop down for the birth and death years where you can choose like before 1850 or after mm. 1950 mm -hmm. in, in that. So you can have a more broad search results that come back so you can search through those. And um, another reason for that is there's cemeteries that have the same name that are in the same county. So using a broader location as far as like um, making sure you go to a county level or making sure that you even go to a state level to find all those cemeteries. So you'll make sure that you can look through them and see if you can find the person that you're looking for. Um, in addition to searching with 
sorry, I was just opening up our search here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this amazing option for searching not only for the person, but then you can also search for a person who has a spouse, a parent, or child with a certain name. So you can put the spouse's name in and it'll bring up all those people that wow. are that are with that that have that specific spouse. Wow. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, we also yeah, it is. So it can really narrow a search down as well, especially if you have a common name. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some if you open up more search options on the home page, you'll see you can search by memorial type. Um, you can include certain things in the search, for instance, maiden names or nicknames. Um, use You can check a box for similar name spellings or even check a box for exact name spellings. Uh, you can also search for memorials with a grave photo, or maybe you're a person who is going to a cemetery and you want to find all the memorials without a grave photo. Hmm. You can also check that to, to find that in the search. Wow. Uh, we recently added plot information to our search, and that's super helpful because you can find people in the same family that have the same plot. So you can mm-hmm. organize and sort and filter by plot, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because mm-hmm. you can find people who are buried around each other mm-hmm. and they often have relationships with each other. Yeah. So if you're looking for someone, you often can find them in that manner. I mean, there's so many options. There's about 18 different checkboxes here that you can choose from. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty powerful search. Yeah. The, um, just the plot feature, I, you know, the, it, it, I would think that that's somewhat common. That's common in my family, for example, to, to have a, right. kind of a, a burial site almost for, for our family members. And all of us at some point will be kind of aggregated there together. So that's, that's, a, great, yeah. that's a great intuitive feature. I have yeah. to admit to you, I, I can be a little nerdy about my genealogy work. And I've, I've been to a few <laughs> events. Uh, I've I've been to Roots Tech and, and some other genealogy events, and the community is always wonderful. But for our audience that might yeah. not be so familiar with the kind of the find a grave community or even the broader genealogy community, you get some great assistance, some wonderful collaboration. I, I wonder if you can tip us off to a few of the forums or sure. other community sources that you that you found helpful that that you think are worthy of some attention with this with with our audience. Yeah. Yeah, we have a Find a Grave Forums, so it's just www.findagraveforums.com, and that's actually a separate registration from the main site, but members there help each other by location, or they ask questions about specific topics, so there's lots of different groupings there where you can go and see certain forums and read threads and get a lot of help there. Uh, There's also looking at members that have added information in your certain locale or the locale that you're looking at. For instance, if you go to a certain cemetery and you have family members buried there, there's a possibility that the manager of the memorials that's there is a family member as well. Hmm. And you can connect with them through their member page. Uh, But that's a good way to find people who are interested in the same things that you are. So you can just go to the memorials and at the very bottom, you can see their member profile. There's a link there. You can click on it 
and then you can contact them from their member profile. And I think one of the best options um, about, and such an amazing feature of Find a Grave, is photo request and photo volunteering. Mm. So basically, on Find a Grave, it's an international website. You can come to the site with all these memorials at your fingertips and go to a memorial page, click on request a photo, and that will send out an email to volunteers that are in the area. And then that volunteer will go to the cemetery and fulfill your photo request. So looking at now versus before the internet, <laughs> it's such an amazing difference, yes, right? Yes. I mean, you were writing, you're writing your third cousin, you know, in England <laughs> saying, can yeah. you go to this cemetery? <laughs> right. Maybe, possibly, hopefully the letter gets there. You yeah. know, I mean, we, we, you just never know. I mean, communication is so different now because of technology and because of the, in, of the internet. And it's just amazing the connection that we have now as a community you know, the largest graving community in the world exists here at Find a Grave huh. with the largest wor world gravesite collection all in one place. And now it's so easy to just connect with them. So if you're looking for someone on another continent, no big deal. So it's, it's pretty amazing to me. It is. It's amazing to me, too. I think that's wonderful. I know the communities are all you know, very helpful, very willing to do just about anything. And, and the web and absolutely. find a grave just makes it all the easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you have anything else to add about the community around find a grave and how the forums and some of the community spaces are really taking shape and, and adding to this uh, wonderful world that, you know, we, we get to know and get familiar with in, in terms of the genealogy areas. Yeah. I think that one thing about the community that's pretty incredible is that they don't know what impact that they're having for future generations and they don't expect anything in return. So they're selfless, they're altruistic, they're dedicated, research-minded, collaborative people who are desiring to make a difference in other people's lives so they can make those personal connections and helping anyone who's looking for this information in the future that are preserving this record, preserving the headstones in a virtual cemetery online. And in my opinion, some of those attributes that I mentioned are the best attributes of humanity. So we're so grateful to our community and we're open to their feedback and suggestions. Um, but I also just want to make sure that they know of their importance and how valuable that their work is. And we honor their role and we're always trying to make the, make the site better and make improvements to make things easier for them. What are some of the key milestones uh, with Find a Grave and uh, kind of what, what's, maybe tell us a little bit about what you see as being so important over the years. Yeah. It's been a long time that I've been on the site and I've yeah. seen so many developments. Um, but one of, one of the best ones, I think, is the mobile app. So basically, you can have Find a Grave in your pocket, right? You can go to the cemetery, you can open it up, and you can walk to the grave with that GPS location. 
And you can also help others by pinning the GPS location if it didn't happen to have one when the photo was added. Hmm. So it's, it's pretty amazing that you can just have that in your pocket anytime, be able to go and see where the person is buried, be able to view the memorial and the headstone. Um, another milestone is rebuilding the entire site in 2018. Um, the site definitely needed a big update and our development team worked hard to, to bring, bring it, bring it up and updated and ha- into new code basically. So we could make improvements and updates more easily. So that definitely was a huge improvement on the site. Um, I, I've already mentioned the redesigning of our suggest edit system. Mm-hmm. And then also the, the ability to report a duplicate on the site. So sometimes a duplicate memorial is made and now you can report it to us and we will merge those memorials together. That's wonderful. Yeah, good to remind because I, I know our audience makes the assumption that this is mobile, but there is in fact a, a website and there's a mobile app. So mm-hmm. wherever you find your mobile apps, Google, Apple, you can find yep. find a grave. Yeah, good, helpful. Well, you touched yeah. on this, Katrina. Imagine you 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 had uh, you know a reference to some of the ethical considerations and the transitions and you know memorial management. Let let's dive into that a little bit further. What should we be aware of? Because we want to respect the deceased and, and their families. So yeah. in terms of ethical considerations or guidelines, what do you have to say about that, that uh, that find a grave is is really, you know, kind of pushing forward with? Right. Yeah, well, we should always be respectful and mindful of those who have passed on and the living family members as well. And when our members are in cemeteries, we, of course, you know, they should always be keeping any rules or laws in any given space that they're in. Um, we ask uh, members to look at the dates on the headstones when they're photographing. And if that person could reasonably be alive, we ask that that memorial not be created. Uh, just because there's a possibility that that person could be alive and mm-hmm. we want to respect people's privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people should always be able to have their privacy. And if, and if perchance um, a memorial is added for someone who is living because someone's documenting a cemetery and their headstone happens to be there because their spouse had passed away and they added their name to the stone, um, when immediate family members contact us and ask for a memorial to be removed, we'll remove it as a courtesy and just ask that our members do the same. So, I mean, documenting the headstones and these grave sites and burial types and their locations is so important, but so is the privacy of living people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we always want to ensure the respect for those living family members as well. Um, like we have our transfer guidelines, like we've talked about already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and options for people who have recently passed on and those living family members. Thank you for that. Yeah, I do think that's yeah. that's, that's critical. It, it, it's so important to um, keep that in mind. So I appreciate it. And we're going to hold you to coming back and talk to us about future developments and mm-hmm. enhancements, certainly at a, at a later time. But maybe okay. give us a little bit of a sense as to maybe what's coming and, and how you kind of bring the user community in to kind of shape how Find a Grave is going to look in the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is a big part of what we'd like to do for Find a Grave in the future is to connect the community more together and more at a local level. Mm. And also those community members be able to connect with memorials on the site in in new and different ways. Um, Right now, we're still taking feedback and refining a new process that we put out recently, which is our new suggest edit system. So we're having some additional updates to make there and we're still taking feedback and refining that. And that makes things so much easier for sending suggested edits on memorials and processing those suggested edits. And we haven't really talked about that, but that's one piece of find a grave that people love because they can go to a memorial and they can see an empty field and they have the information in their research and they can send a suggested edit to the manager and update that field. And then the manager on the other end processes that update. So you can send a note where you, the information you got it, where you, where you got your information from, and then the manager will process that and accept it. I would just welcome people to come to the site, search for their ancestors, and possibly join in the mission of documenting and preserving grave sites and honoring those who have lived and passed on before us. Wonderful stuff. Katrina Madsen, Senior Community Manager at Find a Grave, part of Ancestry, and all the great work you're doing it is such a wonderful uh, opportunity, I think, for us to, to learn and to gain some insights into what Find a Grave has to offer. All of the history has been important. All your recent changes and your search tips have been so yeah. helpful today to us. So thank you for your time. Have a have a great rest of your day, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. But we're going to put up links so that our audience can find out more information about Katrina Madsen, her work, Find a Grave, and all the great communities that Katrina has mentioned, too. So, Katrina, thank you. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate your time as well, and I appreciate being here. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on the Not Old Better Show. To find out more about all of today's stories or to view our extensive back catalog of previous shows, simply visit notoldbetter.com. Join us again next time as we deep dive into some of the most fascinating real-life stories from across the world, all focused on this wonderful experience of getting better, not older. Let's talk better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks to technologist, genealogy expert, Katrina Madsen, the community manager at Ancestry.com for Find a Grave. I'm so grateful for Katrina and her time, her expertise, her thoughtful preparation in joining me today. And you can find out even more information at notold-better.com, including some of the special programs provided by findagrave.com. My thanks always to the Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. Of course, my thanks to you, a wonderful Not Old Better Show audience here on radio and podcast. Please be well, be safe. And remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.